Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the hockey edition of the Loose Change podcast, where we have the full crew today to give their two cents on everything hockey. Braden's rocking a fresh Vancouver jersey. How's it going over in Canucks land, Braden? Keep it short. Full crew, J crew. We're all here. Life is pain. Life is meaningless. Canucks fandom? Ugh. It's... I don't even know. I think it's more entertaining than the Kardashians at this point. Like, name a reality TV show that's legitimately more drama-filled and engaging. Cannot do it. The Canucks have been dramatic, and we will be getting to that a bit later. Stuart, how is it going over in Penguins land? How are your Penguins doing? Exceptionally average, maybe below average. (laughs) That's the name of their season. Exceptionally average all year long. Kai over in Vancouver. It's nice to hear someone actually in the home base of Canucks land. Are the streets filled with garbage and poop? What's up over there? <laughs> that's just Abbott. I mean, that's just an average Vancouver day. That's what just, I yeah. I mean, that's the day in life. Uh, yeah. So I do want to get into the Canucks thing. Cause like it is pretty much the drama show that is the NHL right now. Everyone's talking Canucks outside of Vancouver. It's like the only topic on 32 thoughts, the podcast the last few months. So we'll definitely get into that, but I want to leave that to the end. Cause that should be a fun little 20 minute uh, go at. So let's start with the abs, the avalanche, the fucking defending champions that are out of a playoff spot right now. Can you believe how much these guys have sucked this year? I guess losing Kadri and Burakovsky was that big of a deal. Stuart, do you have anyone else to blame for their dramatic change in standings? I mean, they've had really shit injury luck, but I still wouldn't have expected them to be this bad. I mean, I I, I still don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they'll still squeak their way in. I, I just expect when all their players get back healthy, they're just going to go on an insane run, but it's looked really bad from what they've had so far. Yeah, and I think they should go on a run, and I'm hard-pressed to say that they're going to miss the playoffs, but I'm absolutely past the point where I think they're a lock to come back. It's deep enough in the season that it's completely feasible that the defending champions are not in the playoffs at all, which I don't think happens very often. I could have sworn the last time that happened was like the Hurricanes-Oilers back in like 06. You usually make the playoffs if you're the cup champs. I guess you can point towards their division. Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota even Nashville have just been straight up better than them. Do you blame forwards, defense, or goalie, Kai? Do you really have someone to blame, or is it just the whole team kind of falling apart? You know, it's it's easy to blame the injury bug, but that's where my head immediately goes, and they are starting to get healthy again. Nachushkin's back. Uh, Rodriguez is back. McKinnon's back in the lineup. Right now on forwards, they're only really missing Landeskog, which is a big loss, obviously. Right. But um, they are starting to get back to where they should be. Um, I'm expecting them to turn it around. Like, their goalies have been fine. They're still scoring. Like, even with all those forwards out, like, they have been scoring. So I, I expect them to start turning around. Are their goalies good? Because, like, they changed Joe Kemper for Gorgiev. Is Gorgiev as good as Kemper is? Gorgiev's nine, nine, good. Yeah, he's got 9-14, 30 okay. games. Wow. 9-17 really? from the backup. Frank yes. Goose, like, no, that was my first thought when I went to just go look now. And, uh, You're like, no, it must like, be goaltending, but it's not. Yeah, no, their numbers are good. Like, it's, I don't want to blame injuries as a, as a famous hockey executive once said. What do you say? Only bad teams blame injuries. Mm. Mm. 
You good said teams. that. What? You what said that. Teams do? Who? Well, was, he was head of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins at the time. Now he's mastering the Vancouver Canucks. Jim Rutherford said that. But I mean, I think he's right to an extent. If you lose one guy, but I mean, if you lose half your fucking top six like they did, yeah. it's kind of tough to bounce back from McKinnon, Landeskog, Kadri gone. Like, wasn't the only yeah. one who was still there, Rantanen? Because they had like yeah. Alex Newhook on the first line with JT Comfer as a second line center, whichever other way around. Like, if you're comparing no, to the last injuries year's are. Team. Braden, you're right. Like their top six is basically out from last year's cup team to, to the start of this year. And what's important to notice too, like I was the one who first said of us last week being like, no, like they're out. Like we're past the time. Like they're not going to make it, man. I'm just looking at it. Said that on Calgary's, this podcast. No, nah, I don't know if I said on the pod. I know I said in the group chat, a little private convo between the kids, but looking at it now, like Calgary's the in the second, uh-huh. Calgary's in the second wildcard spot, 51 points, 45 games. Colorado is 42 games, so three games in hand, 47 points, four points out. But what about the four division? Compare out. them to the, the division outside of the wild card. I'm curious about that, Brandon. Well, you're not catching third place in the central. Like Minnesota's at 54 points in 43 games, third in the division. So I don't know, two, one game in hand, and they're up six points on you. They're playing. It's not that I don't think the Avalanche can make it a race. It's just I don't think you've got the time to overcome right now that you're looking wild card, eh? you have to but like thank god for the pacific if you're in the west because it's a shit show you're either kicking out the flames or the oilers one of those two teams isn't making it um you know mcselfish is mcselfish and he's just selfish so i don't know if it's him that's not going to make it or if the flames like the flames as time goes on i almost coming in i was like we need to talk about the abs and then as time's kind of going on i'm like maybe it should be the flames man like all those moves they made Big ticket items like Arkstrom's been shit. Like, I don't know if Calgary's going to turn around anymore. Yeah, if you look at like our loose change playoff bracket that we ran last year, out of the 50 entries, it was Colorado to win the cup number one and Calgary right there is number two. A lot of us were on the train and all of a sudden these two teams are eighth and tenth in the West. Stuart, you brought up before at the start of this conversation, you think they're going to squeak in the playoffs. Now that we look deeper into the standings, Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota ahead of Colorado, even Nashville is in the, the central division. You see the Pacific, there's Edmonton, Calgary sneaking out the wild cards. How do you see Colorado sneaking in the playoffs? Who do they kick Just out? Probably the Flames, I'd have to guess. Like Braden said, like I don't think they're catching top three in the division. I can't imagine the like I guess the closest they are is the wild to third. And I can't imagine the wild just faulting that hard for the avalanche to catch them. Wow. They're fucking uh, awesome. Yeah. They're, 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 they're a great team. It's just the flames that they can catch, I think. And like, you know, Brayden said, Markstrom has been bad. Colorado has three games in hand on them. That'll put them with more points anyways. And Colorado just keeps getting healthier. They're due for a huge winning streak. I think. I do want to say now that we just touched on it, a little wild thing there. That map only extension is nice. That's going to age like fucking wine. That's going to be the next mm. Pasternak type yeah. thing. Yeah, totally that gets nasty. Seven by seven is great. For the seven listeners, seven? it's seven years by seven million. Yeah. But uh, what a pick by the wild there. Shout out George Brackett. But no, wild and nasty. Like, He's a guy I didn't know the name of until last year either. Like He kind of mm-hmm. feel he just showed up on the scene last year. If you compare two years ago to now, you would be shocked at these contracts that are coming out to like Tage Thompson to this yeah. kid, to Robertson. All these kids just all of a sudden are insane. It's wild. Minnesota wild. Um, yeah, so our, I'm on board with Colorado kicking out the Flames. I think I'm on board with that. 
but I also wouldn't be shocked if they caught the Oilers. The Oilers have 53 points in 46 games played. I'm not saying they're a lock to make the playoffs either. They have an even worse goalie and defense situation than the Flames for sure. Yeah, can't score at evens. Um, They're all power play driven. Shit D. Bad goal timing. Stuart Skinner is nice, but they're 11, 11 and two at home. Like how many playoff teams in the history have a losing record at home? Dude, you've got McDavid. You've got the best player in the world. Why? How? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, man. He's out of there as soon as he can, man. You really think so? I know it'd be yeah. fun. And player movement, especially at the highest tier, is what makes the NBA offseason so exhilarating. What makes <laughs> soccer really cool? You see the best players in the world in transfer portal all the time. Constantly yeah. changing teams, yeah. Wouldn't that be fucking so cool to see McDavid go almost anywhere else? Like literally, even if he goes to Arizona, it would be interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I think you're going to start. To, we, again, I've been banging this drum. We saw it with Kachuk. Bang, bang. Right. RFA. That didn't matter for shit. I'm not signing. Fuck you. Trade me. They traded him. And what's important to know is, you know, you brought up the NBA. More as, yeah. You brought up the NBA as players moving around. Yeah. These are players who've grown up watching the NBA as the league to watch as the, you know, the NBA transcends sports as pop culture. Right. So these are kids yeah, that have grown true. up watching that. No shit. They're going to be wanting to emulate. I don't want to say emulate their heroes, but they're going to have more of that mentality to them. Um, want another hot take? Pedersen. He's gone. He's not re-signing in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, he, he Why said would you? Up- well, Why would anyone sign, re-sign, play for, do anything with Vancouver? Because they overpay the shit players. But Petey did say in his last contract, right? He's like, I want to see what the plan is. If we're competitive, yeah, I want to stick around. Are they True. competitive? No, he's gone. Remember, remember if anything, when... things are worse this year than ever. Yeah. So remember this when he leaves. And remember, Petey wanted a long-term deal in his last contract, and Jim Benning didn't believe in him. What so What is his contract right now, actually? I don't know uh, what it is. I, oh, that's, I was going to say three let's... years times eight. Three by seven point four, I think, or something like that. I don't think he's even making eight. Maybe he's making eight, but we'll save Canucks for later. I know Tyler's yeah. coming on to that. that well, being do you said, guys want to jump into the Canucks now, or do you want to do cap first? Because I also want to pitch about the cap. I was going to give a nice little transition here because the second reason, though, you know, as far as player movement goes, that we don't see it is because of the cap. It's kind of hard to bring in a you know fuck John Tavares as the biggest example of a big free agent leaving with how much money that did. Yeah, I know I have fucked that little up a bit. <laughs> but who's got that cap just sitting around for an all-star player like that? That's a competitive team, too. Post-COVID world, it doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So cap is stinky, and Tyler wants to bitch, so let's let him go. Well, yeah, I just want the league to be better, right? You said NBA is um, what you should emulate as players. is what the league should emulate as a business. I don't understand why contracts are eight years, why an RFA doesn't start till 25 and why the cap has to stay flat. I don't understand if how you think it helps the game. Gary Bettman, this is me addressing you. How does this help the game? It doesn't. It helps the owner's pockets. That's what it helps. It keeps in the short term, though. It doesn't help them in the long term because growing the league. Wouldn't the luxury tax also just help the owners, though, too? Because luxury tax will help everybody. the, The the teams in the NBA that like go over the luxury tax, they get taxed like they just get taxed heavier, and the league makes more money off that team. And the yeah. the league having more money pays out the owners more, and it has their team build up in value. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just remember the whole thing with the current cap and all revenue sharing. The Coyotes only get like two hundred fifty thousand dollars from the NHL in a year. 
You're telling me that revenue sharing, that this model is that well? Oh, the coyotes can exist. Dude, really? That $250,000 is what's keeping the coyotes afloat? You're saying it's that's that what little, the current eh? cap system I, yeah, is? I had no idea it was that low. Yep. So the current cap system hmm. like yields a residual of $250,000 for the coyotes yeah, each year? Because is that different for other teams? No, it's it, well, it's split up fairly. Like, I must imagine Toronto months. is contributing Toronto a lot of money for yes. everyone. There, there's four teams that make money in the NHL Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins. I think the Sabres actually make New money. New York the Rangers do. The Rangers, the Rangers, make a Rangers lot of yeah. Money. Rangers, the Sabres, because they have the best TV ratings. And then outside of that, when they're good, the Blackhawks do. Recently, not as much. So, Penguins used to make Small market. Money. They, not Penguins much, are right? Small it's a small market. market team. So they almost left until Gary fucking rigged the lottery for them, right? That's true. Right. Little, uh, little odd coincidence there. So do we it's see it's 100% game the Coyotes? For sure. Do we see them out of the Yotes, Bedard? And if um, it goes to Chicago, I can also make the argument that it was rigged. Neither of those yeah. scenarios. Yeah, no, for sure, because they need to have a good player in those strong markets. Vancouver used to make money. They're not making as much now. Thanks, Aqua. But outside of that, every other team in this league doesn't make money. The only valuation you actually have in owning a team is the long-term valuation of just net worth increasing. You're not making mm-hmm. money at the gate. Right. So I also, think... Also, every time the TV deal expires, they re-up for more money. So yeah, much and they more fuck money. Up the, the deal, valuation though. just keeps going more and more. Because remember, the last deal, before they got back with ESPN recently, ESPN came to re-up and Gary was like, no, we'll get better elsewhere. And they went, okay, see ya. Cause they just had the lockout and who was going to mm-hmm. pay big money for that. So the, do you remember they had to go to like the outdoor network or something like that? They were on like own TV, the outdoor right. wildlife network. Yeah. Who the fuck is watching NHL on there? And then no one. it fell apart, right? Like we can trace this all the way back to the nineties. Hockey used to be bigger than the NBA. It used to be. Yeah. Right. And then that turning point was Gary taking over. And I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Just because two episodes ago, Kai said you gotta yeah, trust Gary yeah, Bettman when yeah. it comes to the oats because he's the league's never been more profitable. That's true. I could have made it even more profitable because mm-hmm. the salary cap doesn't work. See, short end of the day, my hot take is that 2026 World Cup is going to have a huge effect on the popularity of soccer in North America, and by 2030, NHL is going to be second fiddles like MLS. Wow, and that's fifth, right? Well. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be fifth because the MLB is like falling off at an extraordinary rate. Man. MLB will maintain their. Yeah. You want to talk about like markets? It doesn't matter how small your market is. Baseball owns your market because of the TV and radio deals that they have. But if the viewership's going down, which it has been, the Blue Jays are going to be on Sportsnet no matter what. Oh, the Jays, well, but that's. And that's I'm talking the Jays, in Pittsburgh, right? the Pirates the are going to be on the. Mm-hmm. The Pirates right? will be on TV no matter what. Even if you're Sports the pirate. Yeah, I think MLB has done a good job with their the teams that they have franchises in. Sorry, the cities that they have franchises in. You know, you got Kansas City, Cincinnati, those sort of teams where it's like, who are they competing with? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. right. What's frustrating too with the NHL is like if you look around, viewership and ratings with the MLB are dropping off. You're right with those. Like they're in markets where there's not really much else. So what else are you gonna watch? It's kind of like the prairies, right? They support CFL because they don't have shit. Um but we know that MLB ratings are dropping. NFL, surprisingly enough, their viewership's taken a big hit. They attribute that to a younger... Yeah, I know, Tyler, you're giving me that look. Uh, well, the NFL viewership. had 99 of the top 100 live shows yeah. last year. So you, Sorry. Like, 
I let don't me, think let me the NFL correct what I, dropping not much. viewership in age, right? The younger younger people Thank you, aren't that's watching a, that's, the NFL yeah, as much. That's a lot different. Reason reason being same with the MLB, right? Young people aren't watching. Um, with NFL, it's because the concussion stuff is what a lot of people think is that it's yeah. not ethical to watch. Really, eh? so people aren't getting into it. Yeah, that's what the NFL attributes. I wonder to, if right? that Which like attribute is like a also why women don't watch NFL as much because of how violent it is and compared to other sports. But like, if you're the NHL, like you've got two of the biggest markets taking a big step back. You kind of have to get in before the World Cup. Like Kai said, soccer is going to take off more than it already has. All it takes is. Somebody with an ounce of fucking business acumen to realize that it's actually a pretty good market to get in right now and get up there. And the salary cap is the barrier. Yeah. Can we talk about how the salary cap is also the barrier to right now hockey fans enjoying not just future hockey fans and the sport growing as a whole, but just right now, this year and every year as we watch hockey, it affects how we watch and can celebrate it. Teams cannot make moves. There's 12 teams, 12 of 32 teams that have zero cap space right now. What are we supposed to do? Let uh, 27 of the 32 teams have less than 3 million in cap space when every good player makes over 5 million. How is well, this possibly conducive to a fun league at all? Makes no sense. There's how many things there? Because A, you're right, you can't. I mean, you're telling you're telling two Canucks fans that the salary cap doesn't make it fun. We're well aware. Well, I'm explaining um, <laughs> that the cap who we make fun of the Canucks who fucked their cap up so bad. There's 27 teams that have tried and failed. But that's my point that I wanted to get into is that the whole point of the cap is that there's only so much money you could spend. 19 teams have used LTIR this year. That means 19 teams that have gone over the cap. Right, twelve are currently zero cap. They're all in LTI, which means that there's currently twelve teams in the uh, in the NHL that are over the amount you're allowed to spend. So right. the system doesn't even work. So if you're gonna go over, why would you not just go luxury tax on it? So that way you can actually make money, more money off this, and those teams that need this revenue sharing to survive mm. make more. What and can we derail this argument that it affects competitive play and competitive balance? Um. Trust me, the Leafs will still be cursed. Like, don't worry, the Leafs aren't going to become the best team in the league now that you introduce luxury tax. Like, good teams are going to be good teams because of culture. You don't all of a sudden give the Canucks 15 million in cap space and their problems are fixed. You know what I mean? Oh. I it's just it allows it's a tool that you can use, and you're taking away tools out of this toolbox. It makes no sense as a league. You're handicapping yourself. And the whole thing of like, oh, the rich teams will be able to like go and just spend whatever. For sure. Are they gonna spend more? Yeah. You're telling me that those owners still aren't oddly cheap for whatever fucking reason when it comes to certain things. Does this change how often Boston wins the cup over fucking the Arizona Coyotes over the Panthers? Does that affect it? No. Why would it, right? I don't think it should either. And as far as that goes, look at the last couple of years. Who won the cup last year? The Avs. Who won it the year before? Um, fuck Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> who won the who, who won the year before? Tampa. Tampa. Who won the year before? Uh, Blues. Right. Okay. Uh, and the year before that was Pittsburgh, right? Washington. 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 Yeah, Pittsburgh. Washington. Point is, last ten years, who've the top five teams been in the league? Tampa, Boston, Pittsburgh, the Kings. Like, Washington, there's like six. Yeah. yeah, Washington. Like, there's seven teams that we can pick from that have won the cup in the last decade. Um, no, right. there's no such thing as like parody is not a thing. It's the same teams that win it every year and that go deep every year. So that's not a 
valid argument. Yeah. If you look at the last five years, regular season wins, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, first, second, third. What's the division lead? Oh, yeah, the standings in the whole league right now. Boston, Tampa, Toronto. And what are we doing here? It makes no if sense. If there was parity, we'd see a different winner every year. And it'd be different finals every year. But no, we have the same. We For the most part, we've got the same couple teams going to the yeah. top four. Well, I guess all four of us agree. So we shouldn't go too much into this because we're all just complaining to Gary Bettman. Um, but yeah, the luxury tax just makes so much sense. And you can use this as a transition if you want to and to why the Canucks are so fucked and why Rutherford had to do a press conference. That's well, wild. I do want to hear it. I want it to be mostly yeah. you two. So guys, go off. What's up? I actually guys? like kind of held off on the Canucks stuff because I wanted to hear you guys complain. You want to I mean, start I, us I off? I kind of wish that we had a couple quotes clipped up here. Um, I can read them. Braden's got okay. them already locked you, and If you got the quotes, then yeah, you lead into it. Well, do you want to start with the quotes? Okay, so let's first explain reason yeah, being can we the press conference. Why was he doing back. a press conference? Yes, why was press the GM con- of the Canucks doing a press conference? President. President. Couple reasons. Thank you. Couple. That's an issue we'll get into here too, but a mm-hmm. couple reasons. Rutherford typically will do a press conference. He's actually been pretty good, like once every two weeks, once a month, like the guy talks a lot, which I like. Um, and he loves he too. <laughs> and he loves, he loves too. He loves trash Bruce Boudreau. Um, he hasn't talked in a little bit. Like he hasn't talked in like a month, two months. So like things have been building and they needed to talk. The main thing though that caused this was news came out that Tanner Pearson was going to have to go undergo another hand surgery, which is going to be his third one since he's been injured. Um, and the timeline's just been completely erased and it's not sure if he's going to come back. When asked about it after a game, Quinn Hughes goes, yeah, that wasn't handled properly. Which, like, from a hockey player, like, that's a red flag, dude. Like, Just suggesting your pl- teammate's medical, like, injury wasn't handled is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, was just, it was just a broken hand, wasn't it, originally? Yep. And if you look at it, like, we know that they've had issues with Brock Besser's broken hand. They had issues with Patterson's broken hand. Jason Dickinson, who was traded earlier this season, had a broken hand last year and complained about the medical attention that he received. So it, there's a pattern, right? Like there's a pattern here. Um, so Pearson was the main reason that they needed to have the press conference, but it got into more than that. So starting off with Pearson, Rutherford comes out with like a doctor and the head of the Canucks medical staff, who apparently uh, Francesco Aquilini is very close personal friends with, and that's how he got the job. Love that. Um, Pearson's going to be out for two more years, like or two more years for the rest of the season. He might need two more surgeries. They're kind of just like, yeah, like I don't know, shit happens, unfortunately. Uh, but everybody's happy. Nobody had any complaints. We asked everybody. Portisan got into it saying, hey, so Jim, what's going on here? Rutherford says, I'm disappointed in the job I've done to this point. He goes on to say that the changes we need to make are not with the core players, but with other players on the team. I can't find the exact one because it got deleted, but then Rutherford then went on to state that they had to change the core and that major surgery is needed. So he's saying that major surgery is needed, but they don't need to change the core because the core works. But they do need to change some key players up because it's not working. It doesn't really make sense. He says that we haven't had the opportunity to take those steps. We're stuck with contracts that we can't move. Until we move those out or until they expire, it's going to be hard to take those steps. So, Which is fair. That's fair. We're Which is fair. stuck with contracts we're that you can't with move. It. We're stuck with Ekman Larson. You're so stuck unless with we're going to buy him out. Myers. You're kind of just running out the time. Unfortunately, Besser's in that group. Connor Garland. Yeah. Those are all the contracts yeah. that are in that group. 
Rutherford then goes to the excuse that any GM that is good should never make. The cap is going to keep going up and up. The cap is going to be 90 or 95 million. That contract isn't going to affect the Canucks down the road. Talking about JT Miller. Keep that one in mind. The worst part to me then is what Rutherford then says about what they want to do. They want to retool and not rebuild. They Ugh. used retool, Braden. Isn't that the Benning word? That, that word. That's what Jim Benning used well, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use that word at Vancouver, and that's the Benning word. It's just bringing back PTSD. Yep. And people pointed out look, Rutherford's a pretty smart guy. They probably wouldn't have used retool if he actually knew the history behind it. <laughs> uh, um, but the fact of the matter remains is that ownership's changed, or not ownership hasn't changed, uh, management's changed. Speaking but... into existence, buddy. Yeah, here's mm-hmm. open. But the message remains the same, right? And with retooling, one important thing I do want to say is I don't actually think that retooling would have been impossible. It was impossible for Benning because there was no core, right? Benning's core was Bo Horvat and Ole Olevi. Yeah. Go retool. So <laughs> Kai, do you have a problem with the word retooling here? Yes, I do. Just because in this sense, it's you're not committing to anything with the word yeah. retool. Like, what does that mean, right? Um, right. Give me a definition. And he's using <laughs> he's using like the vague term of core players versus key players. It's like, what does that mean? Who's a core player? Who's a key player? And, and not just that, a yeah. rebuild is like everyone's on the table essentially. A and when retool too, is yeah. A retool people... is like, are the key players available for trade? Like, what's the asking price? A retool is like, if he went out and said we're rebuilding, Bo Horvat should be gone right now. Right. Everyone besides Patterson and like, Hughes is off the table at rebuild. And there's like Kuzmenko is part of that as well, right? Yeah. Like they're it sounds like they're deep in the contract negotiations where they're saying what six to seven million per? For a guy who's a year older than Bo Horvat and only has forty exactly. games of NHL experience, but the exactly. center. And your captain. It's <laughs> and now look, <laughs> with that though, Brotherford said in that press conference, we're not willing to pay Bo based on the year he's had. We're willing to pay for everything else, not this year. Yeah, good. That's that's smart. You shouldn't pay a guy for a contract year. So why'd you pay Miller for a contract year? <laughs> right? And <laughs> Wait a second here. <laughs> the reason I, know, I I wanted to just say with the retool thing, like it's changing the players around Pedersen and Hughes. Yeah, I think you can do that. The issue is two part. One, the opportunity to retool was with JT Miller. If you traded JT Miller, let's say for that Rangers package, for Philip Heedle, mm-hmm. Niels Lungfist, Kraftsov, and a first. Yeah, dude, like that's a retool. Like you just you imagine? a huge player. <laughs> You've they're in a completely different spot. And that's just that, for example, right? If it went to the Canes for Martin Nietzsche's and like, you know, a pick or whatever it was, then became Jake Bean in a pick. Right. Mm-hmm. Still, same boat, right? Like it's still a retool. You've changed it up significantly enough. Mm-hmm. Now though. You're stuck with Miller on that contract. Mm-hmm. And like he says, like Rutherford, another key point that Rutherford goes, he goes, no, you know, unfortunately we can't turn this around as fast as everybody wants us to. Nobody wants it fast. We want a long <laughs> rebuild. But then he goes, I'm okay to 10 years of pain. As long like, as I know that there's a plan. Are. That's the thing that it's people yeah. keep on pretending. Oh, fan bases aren't ready. Be for bad. A like be bad. Just commit to being bad. Try to be bad. But my try to be good and then be bad. Just try to be bad. They ask the fans yeah. of their team. Just be just, the Buffalo <laughs> favorites for a bit. End of the day, where the Canucks are now, I think there's a lot of stuff that's gone into it, but you can really dumb it down to two decisions. 
One is the JT Miller contract. Mm-hmm. You brought that guy in. And then this year, all the stuff has come out about culture. You know, there was murmurs about it last year. Everyone kind of knew that he was a shitty guy. But this year, it's really become apparent. And now it's too late. It's apparent on ice because the yeah. hot mics are even like picking it up. Exactly. <laughs> so it's I mean, almost like car. he got paid and just decided he's like, all right, I got my money. I can be whoever yeah. I want to now. I don't have to hide. So, I mean, that's number one. That right. one's on Rutherford. The second one is not on Rutherford. It's on Jim Benning. And that's the OEL trade. That, you is know? that, was, that was the ultimate retool move. Wow. Crippling. You know, they, they dumped out one year of bad contracts and brought on OEL, who is now, we're stuck with for what, five more years after this? 2027. Yeah. Wow. We could have been, like, if we had ate that last year, the contract. And Gunther. And Dylan Gunther. And gone Dylan Gunther. That is a huge step in the right direction for this franchise. I forgot you gave up a first round pick too yeah. in that trade. Gunther is playing NHL minutes right now on the top line. He's really like, good. He's, he's really good. Really, really good. He's been yeah. playing this year. Like all you have to do is bite that. And like the other thing I just wanted to say there with the whole like, oh, like we can't turn this around as fast as we can. He then goes and says, I think we could do it in three years. Jim, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, uh, who's who thinks it can be done faster than three? It can't. I don't want it fast. I want it slow, baby. <laughs> Like it can. I don't know. Like it's the no play. It's it's Aquilini. Yeah, that's what it comes back down to. And the one fucking thing that's pissing me off. And Kai, you'll be with me on this because I know you 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 alluded to it there when I alluded to it earlier. Where the fuck is Patrick Alvin? Yeah, the GM yeah. of the Canucks that has no one from him. Is he just a glorified scout at this point? I, I, he's he's rather like Rutherford. We all knew it was Rutherford's team, and like it's Rutherford's choices. But like. Dude, where the like you're still the GM. The only thing I can remember from Patrick Alvin saying this year is when he said that Riley Stillman was a great piece under 25 for their retool. Honestly, just learning out that Jim Rutherford is not the GM of the Canucks. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. And, and you have a hockey podcast. And I have yeah. I mean, no, yeah, it's... fair enough. Everyone would I, if you pulled most people, they asked who's Jim Rutherford right now for the Canucks, most people would pick GM because I mean he basically mm-hmm. is the GM. He does what the GM should do. Mm-hmm. And they've made trades in the ritual like vein that's worked, right? Give Dude, me an example. Ethan Bear and Lane Ethan Peterson Bear. for a fifth is fucking money. Like that's a great trade. Ethan Bear is a great hockey player. Do that trade five more times. That's the thing. How are you going to do that? Like we have the Travis betting Sturman. era as an example. Travis Dermott's another good player, but even then, yeah, those are both realistic. That's a great pick. Yeah, on a championship winning team, Bear is at best a week number four. And Dermot is at best a a five six guy. Yeah, at best, number five. He's a weak number four, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're both like guys who are like yeah, weak top could, four. Dermot I think could Bear play top be, four if he needed him. But hey, I will trade a fifth round pick for a weak number four D man yep. any fucking day of the week. Oh, every oh. single time. Yeah, I'll yeah. have no fifth round picks. Like, for rest of my career. I I like those moves because they're not swinging for the fences. They're just. Trying to build up the small pieces. But you need draft picks, right? Like you need Luke Shen, picks, yes. where they're going to trade Shen. They could get a second. They don't want the pick, though. They traded their second away this year. Remember, they don't have a second right. round pick because they wanted to get rid of Jason Dickinson. Um, so they're going to trade Shen for a pick or for a prospect, right? Like, what, what's the best that what... Kai, off the top of your head, who's the best guy under 25 in that retool era that Jim Benning got? Got in a trade? Yeah. There's one guy I can think of that was actually good. Jim Benning trade for a player that was good. <laughs> uh, Louis Erickson. I don't know. Berchi. 
Sven Berchi yeah. was the best player that the Canucks got was a middle six score. Who did they trade away for Sven Berchi? Anderson, right? Rasmus Anderson on the Flames, yeah. right? Second round pick, everyone, oh, it's whatever. Like, that's a good trade. It turned into Rasmus Anderson, a top four right-hand mm, defenseman. Yeah. Draft picks are money. Yeah, and then they could also not be money. Like, let's look at that trade that I sent in the group chat earlier. Who the, was the it? The Caps trade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mantha, I mean, that seems like it's a, a trade for, both for a teams, first, though. a second, Vrana and someone else, and the first and the second are never going to be NHL players. We never. need to change the way that we look at draft picks. How would you want us to look at them? How do we look at them and how should we change it? We look at them. We need to look at them as asset and asset management. We don't. We look at them as picks that turn into players. And here's my point. Pick turns into a player. What happens to the player? He is good or bad. I'm not sure. What do you want? Yeah. No, you nailed it, right? That's how. <laughs> that's kind of the traditional lens. You have the draft pick. You make the pick. The player makes it or he doesn't. Right. Okay, here's a better way for us to look at a draft pick. You have a draft pick. Okay. You pick a player. Pick you them. develop that player. Develop. The player can then become a contributing member of the team. Okay. Or he can become an asset to trade for something else to strengthen your team. Oh, you're talking about asset yes. management. And what do you and trade that for? More yeah. futures or something now? Raiden, very smart. I must say, you relate your point to the NFL and how they view draft picks. And I think that they've nailed it on the head. The Chicago Bears, last week of the season, uh, Houston won on like a last second thing. And then now they're picking first overall. They have no intention of using that pick. Nope. They're going to trade it for like five first round picks. Right. Because it turns into other stuff. Yeah, management. I want to give another example as the football host of the football podcast. The Eagles literally had three first round picks last year. They could turn into nothing, nothing, nothing if you draft three players. They traded one of those picks and traded it into a first and a second rounder. Mm-hmm. They traded another one of those picks, turned it into A.J. Brown, a top 10 receiver. And then they traded another one of those picks for two other picks. They turned three first rounders into five picks and a top receiver. That's asset management, baby. That's mm-hmm. what the best people in the for the best teams do. And what's important with that, too, is like, Bust is a thing, right? Like busts happen all the time. Hockey like two thirds of the time, much. they bust. Technically, uh, yeah. Oh, it's way more likely than I wouldn't even say bust because it's more likely than not that they don't make it, mm-hmm. right? But the thing that with the NHL and this is specifically higher draft picks, right? Guys that should make it, the NHL for the most part is really slow to move on from guys that aren't doing well. Because mm. they're very sunk cost, right? We spent a fucking fifth overall pick on this guy. We can't trade him for pennies on the dollar. And then in a year or two, he's out of the league and you got nothing for him. Right. Where if you look at the NFL, they do that shit all Dude, the time. They cut in for former Shanahan first rounders. doesn't give a fuck. That guy will get rid of a first round or first overall pick if it like if the guy's not good enough to make it, right? Like he'll just cut you. Right. And look at Trey Lance. Who fucking knows what's gonna happen to him? Like I think they'll hold on to him because it's they aren't gonna get him. It's still worth it to take a look. He, he also has trade value, so I mean, end of the day, this isn't the football podcast, but no, but if my they point wanted being, to, they could trade Trey Lance and get a lot back. I don't know what you'd get back, but my point being, though, is in hockey, right? Like, look at Pugliarvi right now. They're still holding on to him. And they could have yeah. won so much more last year, the year yeah, before. Yeah. Every This is so right. This is what, That's a great the point. Third time he's been scratched and everyone's been like, oh, are they going to move him? What are they going to get for Jesse Pugliarvi? And they've and probably like, gotten offers and have declined it. 
Yeah, 100% dude, they have gotten offers. They've been offered a third-round pick without a doubt, and they've said, no, you should trade off. If you can't do the Kraken got a third for Bjorkstrand or had right. to give up a third for Bjorkstrand, right? Right, and Braden, they look at, well, we spent the fifth overall spent pick. Hey, third. who gives a shit? <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, how many years ago was that at this point? 20, same, no, same Math- Matthews draft. 2016, yeah. So 2016. Yeah, yeah, dude. And you're going to get like a fifth round yeah. pick for him. Like, that's what I would trade for Jesse Pugliarvi right yeah, now. Like, like, fuck, here's one for you. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Here's a, here's a great example. Connor Garland for uh, Pugliarvi. One for one. I think Edmonton would win that trade. I Garland would do that for 4. sure. 4.5. Pugliarvi makes three something. They want to offload him. Canucks get a younger player who they can mold. You get a guy who you know is good at even strength. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? But like, they won't do it. I mean, it'd Garland be easier if the cap overall. was, so they could do that. Right? Like, space, but... It, they're just so hesitant to move. And again, that comes back, I think, to the cap as one part. But on the other, it's that asset management. To bring it full circle, the yeah. Canucks don't manage shit. They waste mm-hmm. picks. They trade picks away like they're nothing to just offload salary because they have so much salary. Like Aquilini just doesn't want to pay. They didn't have to make that Dickinson deal, dude. They could have just mm-hmm. sat on that. So well, uh, one thing is that we've talked about right there with the Pooley-Arvey thing is like, hey, cut your losses. As Canucks fans right now, I don't want to hear about what happened in the past. I don't even want to hear about the Rutherford thing that just happened three days ago. What do we do now? Obviously, we trade Horvat, <laughs> and then what? Trade you fire Boost Brujel so you can put him out of his misery. Yes. Man, oh my god. Just fucking put him out of his misery. Speaking of mismanagement, yeah, you know they're mismanaging like the cap. They're mismanaging players. Oh my God, are they mismanaging this coaching situation? Have you guys ever seen this before? <laughs> no. A coach has been pre fired for seven weeks. Dude, did you see what Talkett said on TNT last night? Is no. he still on, on his TNT? broadcast? On his broadcast. He hasn't last put night. in his four weeks yet? Yeah. Well, on the broadcast last night, he gets asked and he goes, Yeah, I've talked to them. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is so gangster. He goes, I've talked to them, but I've talked to everybody and I'm still here. But it's like, Yeah, but dude, like you talked to them about a coaching. Like, Talk it. We know that, <laughs> dude. We know who his assistant's gonna be. We know that he wants Sergey Gonjar as an assistant coach. Yeah, it was reported by really? Elliot oh, Friedman. Like <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, that'd the be whole awesome thing right now. Yeah, it would be. Apparently, the whole thing now is, oh well, they don't want to fire him because he's on a road trip. They need to wait till he gets home. They are home. They're home right now. Well, that was like the news. And like, I don't no. know. Meanwhile, he's listening to 32 Thoughts of the Podcast, hearing who's now, the replacement's gonna be. Now they can't fire him because they're wearing the black skate tonight. No, you know why they're not firing him. <laughs> you know why they're not firing him. Why? Because he loves WWE. Who's whose salary are they currently paying? That isn't a coach on the on the Vancouver Canucks right now. Travis Green. Vigneault? Yep. So no. you're gonna fire Bruce Brojo pay for a third coach. <laughs> right? Uh, like pick. <laughs> now Aquilini, maybe you shouldn't have hired a coach on your own for two years before hiring a GM or a president. I don't know, that's just me. But here we are. So I, think I feel bad get... for Bruce too. Like, Me too. Oh, you you have to feel bad for him. He and you know, if you go man. up to him, he'll be like, "I guess I'm gonna work." Like he literally said the saddest quote the other day. He said, "Um, well, every day I wake up and I go to work until they tell me I can't anymore." That's sad as fuck. He literally every day wakes up like, check my phone. Yep, still the coach. All right, let's see how it goes today. <laughs> I'm gonna work. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Boudreaux's been fired enough times. I think he knows how the business works, but it's just unfair to him. Yeah, totally. He's like one of the most winningest coaches of all time. His percentage is ridiculous. Treat the man with respect. Scotty, 
I think it's only behind Scotty Bowman. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're a, right. Yeah. He's a good regular in the regular season, but like he can't a, win a game seven coach. He should be for the Leafs. He should really coach the Leafs. He grew up a Leafs family. He'd be great in Toronto, but I don't know. Like, and the best thing that just wrapped it all up was Rutherford at the end. He goes, yeah, so we're in a bit of a pickle here. <laughs> the new we're retooling is we're in a pickle. The new we're a team. Hey, uh, we're a team. We're in a pickle. Yeah, we're in a pickle. Hope, <laughs> hope some Suns fans caught that reference. Um, yeah. Is there anything more you guys want to do? Because it's been exactly 20 minutes. Kind of the idealization for Canucks Corner. Anything more you want to say besides you're sad? Yeah, I'm done. You're, I'm dead? Done. you're good? You're done? I, no, no more? No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the team. That's what, yeah. So new team <laughs> or just NHL fan now? Go yeah. NHL. You know, I, I think it's worth noting, you know, it's my night off. Tampa Bay Lightning are in town. They're wearing the black skate. I didn't even think for a second to go to the cock game. And I live like five minutes away from the arena. And you go all cross. the time, usually. Not this year. Didn't even cross my mind. I'm wow. like, why would, why would I go? Just to I'm, hear fucking sub the team I? rants, right? Or chance. Yeah. Why would you do it? I'll, I'll start the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe oh, that's man. a good reason to go. Just, just to get yourself on the broadcast. Bye. Oh, God. Like I just started thinking about it a little bit too much. There when you guys were talking, I was just being quiet, thinking like how long I've been a fan of this team, and like I almost started tearing up. Like it's wow, it's, it's brutal. I, I'm not, I'm not sad. I just legitimately do not care. Apathy is set in. Yeah, I. It's been set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Braden's actually grabbing tissues and rubbing his eyes right now. That is how little the man can handle this. I'm sorry, Braden. It's tough to watch you go through this. Man, as Braden listeners of the podcast, we've gone to war for this franchise. And I love this team, man. Like we're think about the we're passionate. Like Cox fans are passionate. About. Oh man. Could they should have been, so been pushing. Mm-hmm. Could have been so much but more. they shouldn't have even been pushed. This could have been the year where they should have been second round fucking favorites if they just didn't trade Louis, Antoine, and Jay. It Yeah. They're Let's fucked for seven. Up. They're fucked for five years minimum. And like, that was the very fun, always entertaining and energetic Canucks Corner segment of the Loose Change podcast. Sorry, I'm going to shoot guy. myself, and the only name on the notes going to be Francesco Aquilini. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even going to say stuff. It's just going to be a name. Just in that's it. <laughs> just, I'll probably give his kid paper cuts with it because that's the kind of person he has. Thank you for saying that because now we can't get sued. Um, William Nylander. William Nylander has ascended, in my opinion, to all-star status. <laughs> Remember me. when Jim Benning took Jake Bertanen over him? <laughs> that is actually a wild draft. If you look at it now, Pasternak was drafted in like the 20s and Nylander was drafted. At, Pasternak was taking like one spot after people. Jared McCann. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Is that some Jared McCann disrespect you're throwing actually, out Actually, wait, yeah, no, I won't stand Get for that. Get the fuck out of here. This is my podcast and I'll kick you off of it if you disrespect Man. Jared fucking McCann. If you no, take Jared McCann twenty, you take a guy of Jared McCann's caliber at twenty fourth overall, you're lucky. Oh my god, yeah, you're yeah. happy. Oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, he's. And really what you want to do is trade Former him for Eric Branson. Former Leaf Jared McCann. <laughs> um, but William Nylander, he is an all star. I can't believe that he's actually gone to this bit. We've been waiting for him to become this player that he's 
been this regular season mm-hmm. pretty much his whole career. He's on pace for 47 goals. He was leading the Leafs in points up until very recently. Is it safe to say that he's officially on to the big threes level? I think he's better than Tavares and more important to the Leafs' yeah. success at this point. That's crazy. He's making four and a half million less. You know, I remember when we did the preseason video, you guys were saying Marner was going to be the guy to get 40 goals, which is why I took him in the first round of fantasy hockey. <laughs> Should have taken uh, Willie Nylander. Big dick Willie. No one traded him. <laughs> Big Willie Nylander, baby. <sighs> He's been playing so unbelievable. And I don't think it's going to stop for the rest of his career. I think we're officially at Nylander's a 40 goal guy, not a 30 goal guy. I'm wouldn't be surprised. Are you guys willing to say that with me? Have you watched enough Leaf games to watch his ascension this year? He's totally better. He's better. I don't know. To me, it's like, I, I, I always say he's like a 35 goal guy and like 35 goal guys have 30 goal seasons and they right. have 40 goal seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. they're all over in that range, like give or take plus or minus five. So sure. Yeah. he's on the higher end. Like, he looks good. Do I think it's sustainable? Nah, I think he regressive and he goes back to more of his 35 area. But, like, he's playing sick. But he's let's not forget, contract. people were putting him as a second liner. Now he's this. Dude, best contract on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And playing with Matthews has been a big part of that again, right? Like, they've yes. put him back there and taken Mitch back with John, which I've always thought has been the better pairing. Braden, we've been talking uh, about that for three years now. We've been on that wagon. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, man. yeah, you're with it with Big Willie, eh? Yeah, I like Willie Styles. I think he's sick. I think he's nasty. He's got a nice flow. Like I like Nylander. Um, the old Leafheads hated him because of his lack of back checking and the fact that he's a really good looking Swedish person. Um, <laughs> they all I, are. He's gotten better looking and he's gotten better defensively. At this point, I don't know how he can be in any trade talks. If you're the Leafs, I get it blowing up the core. <laughs> Has to happen if you lose the first round. Please don't lose Willie Nylander. He they should trade so Nylander good. for Josh Manson and uh, Nick Ritchie and a third round pick. And <laughs> was there another piece to the trade? And I thought that was a... okay. But uh, no, Nylander. Wait, was sick. that was that a trade that was on the table? That's a Caprios proposed trade. Ah, like, oh my back. god, fucking! Oh. It's like it should be Manson. <laughs> Uh, you could do a whole podcast on Kiprios, absolute <laughs> fucking loser. Nick Ritchie. <laughs> oh, that's when they were on the Ducks, right? That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, like God. Ritchie's. Like it was like one year post draft or something like that. Like I think it was their rookie seasons. Oh man, Kiprios been trying to trade William Nylander for fucking seven years. I can't stand Kiprios. He's an absolute loser, but not as much as our loose change loser of the week. This guy, hey, this is a word that we don't give out to many people. This guy absolute stooge you can't yeah. wear a fucking rainbow on your jersey at fucking warm up for a hockey game for those that don't know we're talking about ivan provorov who basically piece of shit russian yeah he he you know we might have to cut that russia's no he's a piece of shit move. russian ukrainian uh resident brayden does not like the russians right now and ivan provorov the russian Hates gays, apparently, mm. or at least will not support the LGBTQ initiative that the NHL is doing. A lot of people on Twitter, I've been seeing this crazy back and forth where there's a lot of people saying that he should not have played that night because of his stance. Um, yeah. There's some people suggesting that it's his opinion and he shouldn't. It's free speech. He should be allowed to do whatever he wants. He shouldn't be 
told to do what he needs to do. It's really weird because I agree that people should have free speech, but how can you possibly agree that gay people should not like gay people are important and they are equal to us. Obviously they have a place in hockey. How can you refuse that? I don't Dude, care about religion speech, when it comes to that. Yeah. What freedom of speech does not equate to freedom of consequence. None of people don't understand, understand that. Yes. You you're allowed me. to have your own opinions, but at the end of the day, this was a team initiative. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the team partook. And I guarantee you, not everyone else on the Flyers organization agreed with it. Dude, you know how to being be said. Like... Yeah, that being said, your whole team's doing it. Be a fucking member of the team. Well, that's what I don't get. Like, okay, so so many things. First, like, uh, JVR and Scott Law, and we're both, like, meeting with people, members of the community yeah. beforehand. Like, they did a whole thing. Like, there's reports that Provorov isn't liked in that dressing room, and there's players on that, in that dressing room that are very active in that community because they know it's important. Right? Is that a part of it? Why he's not liked? Yeah, probably. Like, do you know how big of a piece of shit you have to be to make Tony D'Angelo look like a better guy than you? Yeah. Congrats, of all, Ivan. Of all I forgot people about that. To be homophobic, <laughs> like you're a defenseman being homophobic. You're literally calling another man your partner your whole life, and you're homophobic, <laughs> dude. You shower with twelve naked guys every other. And night. you're trying to tell me a rainbow on your hockey stick ruins your day, like. Oh, I saw people, oh, he's from Russia, like, he's been over there. Dude, he moved to North America when he was 12. No, that's not an excuse. Okay, so we got that. Oh, it's his religion. Really? Russian Orthodox? Also. Has Ivan Provorov had sex before marriage? Because he's not married right now. Is he a virgin? Otherwise. Also, it's 2023. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be using your fucking religion to do that. I guess you also aren't allowed to wear two different colored garments at the same time, if you want to go off that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ridiculous, man. Um, yeah, so anyways, I just wanted to award the loose change loser of the week to Ivan Provorov. To be fair, I, I did speak to our resident. Uh, he's a listener of the podcast. He is a huge Flyers fan. His name is Matt Kelly. Shout out Matt Kelly. He said and communicated that a lot of Flyers fans fucking hate him, and they have been Instagramming his dog's Instagram to let him know that his homophobic behavior is not okay to the point he where the dog's Instagram the ice, will eh? almost be closed. Yeah. But I don't, one thing I did want to touch on and I really didn't like, cause like, I actually think he's a good guy off the ice, but I was like, what the fuck dude? Tortorella said during the Kaepernick stuff mm-hmm. that if any player had an issue, he'd bench them like during the black lives matter, all that stuff. Torts was like, no, if I ever had somebody do that, like I would bench them. Like I think Kaepernick Tort- deserves Tort said like, the that- right he if he saw any of his players kneel for the anthem he would bench them Braden. he benched a player for protesting peacefully during the anthem in the wake of copper or sorry yeah like yeah, he, he, he was he benched a player it. for protesting peacefully yeah he didn't he didn't like it and it's just like <sighs> he would bench a player for protesting yeah if you sat during an anthem black... that he'd make you sit mm. so it's so like they're it's protesting to, like... black um violence against black people and then when you protest pro gay stuff it's different like how is it it makes it's so backwards for tortorella to suggest not that just he that you for one thing and not the other when it comes to these two things he said he was proud for provrov for being able to stand up for what his convictions are right yeah so it's like and here's the thing the point. not just excluding all their stuff let's look at it solely through an old hockey man lens you refuse to take part in warm-ups with your team. 
isolate the fucking rainbow flag and everything else. You didn't do warm-ups with your team. How the fuck are you playing the game? That's such a good Dude, point, Brayden. If, yeah. if I just said, I don't want to do warm-ups tonight, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. No fucking way my coach would let me play. Like, no way the coach would let Tyler you play. Tyler Sagan missed a morning skate. He missed, he missed that a game. Breakfast. He missed breakfast. Yeah, he missed breakfast. breakfast. He missed breakfast. He missed breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> It was breakfast. He got traded for it. He got traded for missing breakfast. This guy misses warm-up skate, leads the team on ice time, and then gets to talk to the media and have one it's Ronson see you later. Crazy. Anyways, loose change of the And then the NHL the statement. I don't know if you saw the NHL statement, but they're just like, yeah, yeah teams can like do their uh things and uh, if players want to participate or not, it's their choice. Yeah, yeah. but like wow. you could have at least just said, look, hey. It's his choice, without a doubt. That's his choice. He's free to make that choice. The NHL at least could have said, like, hey, we support the LGBT community, to LGBTQ plus community, and don't agree with his decision. But um, if someone says anything about a referee making a bad call in a hockey game, oh, like, you're done. Oh, oh watch out! Two hundred fifty k fine to the team. Only if you're <laughs> the least plain, the least plain left on Boxing Day an hour before it was over. Oh, Gary's out there for you. <laughs> They're doing what on Christmas Eve? That Palmeries quote, eh? Oh my God! Yes. No fine. No fine. No fine. If Keith said it, there'd be a fine, but nothing. Nothing. uh... If if Keith said it, the Leafs might not be playing this week. They might just forfeit all their games. What did Palmeries say? So Florida Panthers and Leafs played a ridiculous game where the refs did not have control all night, and he basically said the refs were anti-florida panthers tonight yeah like almost verbatim and nothing meanwhile keith can allude to the fact that west mccauley didn't have a good game and get anyways the leafs are different and referees a whole other thing um that's enough for the podcast today boys we've been going at it thank you so much for listening and check out the football podcast coming on friday we have wildcard weekend done. The rest of the playoffs are here to come. Thank you so much for listening to the Loose Change Podcast.